You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Get ready to expand your alignment with Source. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Here's your host, Ray Zander. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Everyday Attraction. This is your feel-good sister, Ray, and I'm so happy to welcome back to the show, Heather. Hi, love. This is Heather. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, feel-good sister. How have you been? We're so happy to have you back on the show. Give us a, an update on on where, you, where you've been, what you've been doing. Oh, well, I have been, let's see, around the world in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> actually on an airplane too but lots has been going on it's lovely that I am so grateful and thankful that I understand the value of contrast because if I didn't have that really clear shoring up the the bigger the contrast the bigger the feel-good flow I would probably be not doing as well as I am right now just since the last show I think I talked about my dad passing which has been really powerful and so I'm so thankful that I have this real clarity that the bigger the contrast the bigger the rewards or the the feel good flow because I have been through so much since then, since my eldest, who's supposed to be graduating in two weeks from high school, which I guess the universe will um, surprise and delight us both to see if that's going to happen or not, um, has been going through so much with depression, anxiety, and gender identity. And I have been through everything. But just knowing like the good, the, the part that just keeps me so in appreciation and humbled is knowing that source has my back and that I'm always supported even when things appear as if they're not going well at all because I've been through the gamut <laughs> isn't it I mean but it's, it's all good it's I know good. it's so good to know what we know and yet it doesn't take us out of the contrast see I think that's something that as we evolve in this law of attraction, energy understanding, it's not about a feathered nest. It's not about, you know, having everything go perfectly well. It is, however, an opportunity to be in the midst of the contrast and have a real anchored feeling of all is still well and proceeding in right time, right place. And I think that's everything because then you don't miss the joy nuggets. You don't miss the evolution. You can, you know, there's bouts of anxiety, there's bouts of, of of emotional turmoil, but you know there is an end to that. And um, I don't know how else to live on the planet. I, I'm so grateful that we know what we know, but I'm also clear that, like you say, the bigger the contrast, the bigger the outcome, and we really have to um, to let that be a part of our experience here on the planet, and not get too crazy or beat ourselves up or try to think or think that something's going wrong. Yeah, nothing's ever going wrong. And even when somebody else is telling me that things are going drastically wrong, <laughs> like, look, this is going wrong. It's like, okay, I can see your perspective. And I can get I see that that's where you're at. But I don't have to buy into it. So it's been real clarifying to get 
an understanding of what I don't want and what I do want, what I do want to stay focused upon because I get very, and all of us do get attracted to looking at what's broken or what's not working or what we don't want. And it's retraining the brain to keep putting my brain back onto what I do want, where I want to focus and what feels good. So I'm in it and I'm reporting back that it still works. (laughs) <laughs> this law of attraction thing. It still works. <laughs> Thank goodness. I'm so glad you're not reporting back that it's broken. <laughs> That's hysterical. So one question I have to ask you, because I, I, I think that this is important to kind of talk about. So when things are going in sort of a tumultuous down, downturn, like how how long do you focus on it until, you know, you say enough is enough? Like how how much are you kind of squeezing the marrow out of the negativity or the contrast before you say, I'm now shifting my attention? Or do you have like a formula for that? Well, I mean, I don't think there's a time frame. I'm not I don't I don't have my phone timer out like giving myself, you know, like the six seconds or any of that which would be great but I'm not there yet I think it's like checking in multiple times a day and noticing where I am and is that where I want to be because I've gone down the rabbit hole for sure but actually just you know what's interesting about that the problem isn't for me going down the rabbit hole it's judging myself when I do so as long as I'm free to do whatever and just follow the feel good flow, I end up finding my way back up to the surface quite easily. It's the resistance when I'm resisting it, like I shouldn't be doing this, or I should be feeling better, you know, like, I'll just start crying. And I'm like, okay, I gave myself permission to cry. Ooh, that feels really good, you know. So I don't know if that makes sense. But it's the resistance piece that I have to be really careful about, not the actual negative emotion or feeling low. Oh, I think that's everything. I'm so glad you shared that because that is the step five living, right? It's being in the midst of something and not beating up on ourselves about needing to be somewhere else or we should have done it differently or there's something out of order. And I think that is such a huge way to let whatever's happening continue in its momentum because as we're going to talk about on today's show, it is really only us that is either allowing the momentum, whether it be positive or negative, to play itself out or we are stopping the flow of the positive coming because we're getting kind of caught in a cycle because we're not allowing. And I think what you're saying is you sort of allow yourself to be where you are and don't add resistance, which would be pushing against where you are and where your kids are or where the situation is. And I just think that's such a jewel to have as a a conscious creator in that you really understand what's Mm -hmm. happening. And there's almost like two minds going on where you're you're invested and you're feeling the emotions but there's another part of you the broader inner being that higher knowing self that is at peace and is guiding you and of course you know when you channel and the fact that you have the gift of channeling and you hone that skill that is amazing because that still you know that keeps you anchored in a really big way to that broader perspective and isn't that just really the key is staying connected to the broader perspective for as much as we can we can't do it 100% of the time otherwise we wouldn't be on the planet but you know odds are good if you can go you know stay connected to the broader more than not life is is a dream 
Right. And I guess I experience it as the larger part of me is energy. So I'm 10% physical and mental and I'm, and I'm 90% energetic. And so as long as I'm feeling the energy and I'm remembering who I am, I'm fine. But if I start to get into the mental as if my head is ruling, that's where I get into a little, I go a little cattywampus, which is just thinking it's all that when we get stuck in our head. So it's really about leaving the thinking and just going into the vibration and just going from wherever we're at, you know, because on that emotional scale, no emotion is good or bad or right or wrong. So if I'm down in despair or powerlessness, that's fine. You know, like it, I'm just wherever I am and that's, that's all good. So I always like I live by the emotional guidance scale, which is a, a one to 22. So a lot of times I look at it as numbers or a color instead of the, the word, because sometimes the word despair or depression or something gets a little heavier dense, but if I just say, oh, I'm at a 22 or, you know, what color is this? There's not a good color or a bad color. It's just sometimes we're in the mood for a brown, sometimes yellow, sometimes orange, some, you know, depends on what it is. So I try to keep it like real neutral and just it is what it is. <laughs> and then it can play itself out, which I think is what we're hearing from the Abrahams. And um, if you're if you're new to Everyday Attraction, we welcome you. This is a discussion about what we, you know, what we call the Law of Attraction or LOA, but it also is constantly evolving consciousness through our own understanding. And this is really a community of feel-good focusers with a, a set of tools that we've been handed from these beautiful teachers called Abraham. I was having this delicious discussion with my 10-year-old yesterday in the car. You know, I'll pop on Abraham whenever I can in the car as for as long as I can before he changes it to his, you know, rock station or whatever he's into. But um, we were listening to a a lovely piece. And, and he said, he said, can you pause it for a second? And he said, so if I'm understanding correctly, like this Abraham thing is like the broader consciousness, sort of like the force consciousness of this woman. And he starts going into it and he nailed it. He was just right on it. And, uh, and, and it was really fun. It was fun to sort of have him. I mean, he's been listening to this conversation since he was in the womb. I mean, I, I think I had Abraham on speakers on my belly when he was in my tummy. So it's really fun to have him break into Aww, understanding. I know. Isn't that, <laughs> I know. Isn't that sweet? He's such an old soul. Like he's an old man in a little kid's body. It's awesome. It is. It's fun to watch, but it was. It's fun to be able to share with him on this level. And we've been watching a lot of basketball. If all you basketball fans out there go Warriors and we were just um, having a conversation about the zone and really understand I tell you between sports and Star Wars I have all the metaphors I need to explain Abraham to my son <laughs> and he just kind of gets it you know and it's been really fun to talk about that that broader consciousness that like you said is not in the head but in the the body and in the heart and moving into more of a feeling tone than it is about thinking about where you are and it, it's really powerful to have that discussion and yet we have to understand that we have beliefs and we have beliefs that we pick Picked up along our vibrational trail. It doesn't matter who, what, where, when. And the and the way that you know 
that you have some beliefs is because they're they're manifesting, they're showing up in physical. So if there are money issues, if there are relationship issues, and there will be, what you can tie to that, if it's something that you don't want, there is a chance, okay, it's happening, that there's a belief system that's blocking what you're wanting. Because as we'll hear today from our teachers, it's only us that either blocks or allows that which we're wanting. So the consciousness is, the understanding is that source energy is never withholding. Ask and it is given, right? That is a clear channel. But we are here for an interesting ride. And beliefs come up as ways for us to stop what we want. And it shows up on the physical plane. And then we have ways to work with those beliefs. A lot of them is the stories that we're telling. Um, and what we're going to hear about today is this kind of belief system that's really near and dear to my heart and something that I've been going through personally. And, and we're basically calling it vibrational currency, understanding where all things flow from and the stream of that momentum and that giving, whether it be money or relationships or whatever it is that we're wanting, there is a vibrational currency that we're dealing with on the non-physical. And belief systems can either fuel that currency or they can slow it down. They can't stop it completely because we're breathing and we're, our hearts are pumping and most most everything's working well and the planet's in perfect proximity to the other planets. But we can block some things. And I, I just love this term vibrational currency that it is really, whether it be money or experiences, that it is all about being able to spend and enjoy that which is vibrational and understanding that's where it all starts. Yes. And it is it is easier than we think it is if we just allow ourselves some time and space to play in that vibration. And vibrational currency is awesome because it really reminds us of the manifestation of our frequency. I always think about money as a way to kind of understand the vibration that I was transmitting. <laughs> the frequency. And I, I love the idea of it unlimited. You know, I love the unlimited fashion of vibrational currency. It's like oxygen. And we'll hear about that. Well, it's about, you know, an unlimited supply. There is no scarcity in vibrational currency unless we introduce scarcity. And that's really kind of the exciting part is that these belief systems are very malleable. We can work with them. And, and sometimes they're on a subconscious level or unconscious level. And Abraham doesn't really get into a lot of that stuff. But Heather and I are, are big fans of the tool of hypnotism and hypnosis as a way of releasing resistance and also being able to connect with teachers who, who can channel our high consciousness back to us as a way of breaking up some of this information. And of course, Heather is an amazing channel and a, a great opportunity for us to engage with that. Heather, before I forget, give out your email address so that if anyone's interested in having either a hypnosis se session or channeling session that they can reach out to you. Yeah, my email address is Heather at 180-being, B-E-I-N-G, 180-degree being. So it's Heather at 180-being.com. And I love channel and hypnotherapy. And it's interesting how I was just going to say one of the conscious beliefs, one of the beliefs that we have that is unlimited is our belief about air 
that we are always going to be provided with oxygen. We're not thinking ahead of time, like, should I go save up some oxygen in this room before I go to the gym so that there's something I, I can breathe when I get home? Or, you know, we're just constantly breathing all the time. And we believe that there's an infinite amount of air for us to breathe, no matter who's in the room, you know, like we're at a concert or <laughs> we're at the mall or wherever we are inside, outside. We just know that we're always going to be able to breathe air. And so I love looking at that one as an example of unlimited belief or a belief that is open to receive unlimited resources. So I'd love the expansive quality of vibrational currency and and the opportunity for us to really, like you said, see it as if it was air. And then when the belief systems come up, we can begin to gather evidence for the opposite. And uh, I want to play a little bit of a, a workshop that happened with the Abrahams. What we like to do here on this show is play a small snippet of a recent workshop and then encourage you to explore more of what they have to offer at Abraham hyphen Hicks. And of course we encourage you to buy everything and go on all their trips and everything because they're so fabulous. But this is a woman who sits in the hot seat who recently left corporate America and is on, you wanted to move to the country, quote unquote, that was always her dream. So she has moved to the country and started her own business and the money is not flowing. And so Abraham's going to play with this a little bit to uncover where the blocks and where the beliefs are coming through. So here we go. And are you refreshed? Good. Now what? Wow, I didn't think I was ready, but I'm glad I am. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm asking for help um, in my life right now. I, um, can you hear? A year ago, I discovered you and your message, and I manifested an amazing, wonderful dream come true kind of change in my life. I left a corporate job. I left a big city after 20 years and I moved to the country, which I'd wanted for at least those 20 years. And I um, am starting a business uh, and not really making money yet. And I need to be doing that. What beliefs do you have about this new environment that prevent it from coming? That's the only question. Yeah. What habits of thoughts did you take with you because sometimes when you stay in a place that you don't want to be like you were before you moved and you explain that the reason you stay there is because it's easier to make money then when you leave there for all of the reasons that feel good to you sometimes you carry with you those old perceptions that continue to be in your way unnecessarily they wouldn't be in your way if you didn't drag them with you and keep them active so what is it that you believe about where you are that is holding the prosperity that you want away if i can i would say that i have been taking in negative and i have not been taking in enough positive that's all right that's all right and that's obvious also yes but the question that we're asking you is really a pointed question and it's pointed because it's pointing right at 
what your strongest resistance is. And it isn't so much about the current environment and its problems. It's about beliefs that you brought with you from a previous environment into a current environment. It's about beliefs about the current environment that really don't have anything to do with the current environment. They're just beliefs that are active within you that don't need to be. Do you know what they are? How dare I? How dare you what? Hmm. How dare I have what I want? How yeah. dare I succeed? Yeah, you should be sacrificing. <laughs> That's the belief. I should be sacrificing. And since I'm not, then I must pay this price. Next. <laughs> I just want to stop there because that was so good. Oh my God, I have to relate to this. We can one. all relate to that. I should be sacrificing. Right? It's just such an interesting belief system that we've picked up. And, and it's funny to laugh at it because it does outpicture itself that, you know, we do it in our conversations and social media. It's like, you know, I'm I'm sacrificing and therefore I deserve XYZ. You know, I am in this game of give, doing things I don't want to do. And because I'm doing it well, they should pay me. And now the world continues to revolve around. (laughs) It's so funny. That is so prevalent. I find that within myself all the time, you know, whether it be around food, like, oh, I didn't eat any of this, so I should be able to have that. Or, you know, just working with some clients, the word sacrifice comes up a lot. And there's so many of those beliefs, you know, no pain, no gain. And, you know, if you want to reap the fruits of your labor, you have to work really hard to benefit from it. And so there's just a lot of inaccurate societal and internal programming that really pushes this button. And I love the awakening that it doesn't have to be that way. Like that is not the law of the land. That's just the story we're telling. And then it's out picturing itself. So in other words, your prosperity can come from your joy. It can and does come from your joy. And that just by calling that story real, you out picture it. So if you're in a situation where you're in a job that you feel constrained by and you feel like you have to stay there, just soften it a little in this moment and say that this might be a story I'm telling telling myself and I'm not going to beat up about myself. I'm not going to say I should be more evolved, etc. And I'm also not going to, you know, not show up to work on Monday because I'm out. This is really a process. There's so much richness in the process because what we're doing is we're stepping into the realization that all things come through source and whether we make it up through suffering or we make it up through joy and fun and frivolousness, the vibrational currency flows either way. It's just our belief. So you can start to get excited. You can start to, I want to say, focus on and care for and rock this light within you that says, ooh, maybe it could be another way. Ooh, maybe it could be another way. And I think really the question to answer, and it was so forthcoming in that last piece, is the question to ask is, what beliefs do you have that stop it from coming? But wait a second, it's not like, oh, no, I have all these beliefs. It's like, what is the story you're telling? Because the story you're telling and what's showing up are a match. And anything that's unconscious, when you stop the story, you stop the root system and you stop 
feeding the unconscious belief. So there, there's no kind of mystery here. It is just sort of step by step being able to see what's going on. And there are tools. We have tools like these questions, like these teachers to start to unravel the belief system. And it's not baby out with the bathwater. It is, isn't that interesting? Because this contrast is here to serve you. This belief system is not something you've done wrong, or you're bad, or you don't get it, or you're not smart enough. No, it's exactly perfect for you. This is the right time. This is the right place to begin to unravel it. And there's more, there's more opportunity and and really to enjoy the process of this unfolding, you know? Ah, it just feels free listening to you talk because I notice that most of us get ourselves all wound up, you know, get our panties in a bunch in our head. <laughs> we get locked in, we become a prisoner of our own mind. And this is an example of how we don't have to do that. And we also can be aware when we are doing it and not beat ourselves up about it and go, aha, isn't that interesting? Look what I'm doing. <laughs> and laugh. <laughs> And start to get excited because knowing that if you let go of this story, that money can flow to you when having fun and doing what you want to do. And isn't that interesting? Isn't that fun? And I think it's something that we just want to look at and start to get excited about the contrast rather than, oh, I got to get this figured out. You know, I've got to make this happen. No, anytime you have to make something happen, you're just continuing to vibrate the problem into consciousness. So we just want to relax. This is about relaxing and allowing and watching things come up and listening. And we're actually going to take a quick break and come back into and listen to a little bit more from our teachers about vibrational currency. But before we do that, we want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, doTERRA Emotional Aromatherapy. If you're looking for a way to naturally help your mind soothe, raise your vibration, let go of some of these belief systems, 100% pure doTERRA essential oils are formulated specifically for emotional relief. I love these products. As you guys know, I've he- you've heard me talk about them. I use them every day. Plants are powerful. They're non-resistant. They're like the animal kingdom. They're here to help us. So to learn more, to check out these emotional aromatherapy supports, go to our website site at everydayattraction.com. We thank you, doTERRA, for being on the planet and for allowing these pure plant medicines to be part of our lives. We'll be right back. you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach around the world, we depend on the generosity of listeners like you. If you enjoy the programming, Please make your donation today by going to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate. 
Thank you for your support. What does unity mean to me? We came at a time in our lives when it was just the right time. We needed uh, we needed to work on our spiritual lives, and it just felt like such an awesome fit. I think it's about um, knowing that you have uh, the power through prayer and thought to change your life, to control your life. It is my spiritual home. It is my community. It is a place where I am affirmed. I was so fed up with the traditional way in which, quote, religion, end of quote, was activating things around the world. And one of my students suggested that I come. And on that particular Sunday, and I share this with Wendy all the time, she spoke only to me. And I found a community. Find out more. Visit unity.org. Since 1924, Daily Word has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths live happy, healthy lives. The magazine includes two months of daily affirmations, messages, articles, and spiritual poetry to help you get inspired. Subscriptions are available for print editions in large type and Spanish, as well as the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org. Discover how to connect with our loved ones on the other side with Suzanne Giesman and Messages of Hope. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Central as Suzanne shares evidence that love never dies. An evidential medium, spiritual teacher, and author, Suzanne brings hope and healing through her gift of communication with those who have passed. Suzanne brings messages of hope and love that go straight to the heart. Tune in this Thursday right here on Unity Online Radio. Have you looked at Unity Magazine lately? It's been beautifully redesigned, and it's full of interesting, in-depth articles and interviews from today's spiritual thought leaders. You'll find science, spirituality, and healing with a look at Eastern philosophies and completely new ways to interpret the Bible, plus the latest spiritual books and music. There's a little news from Unity Village, and some of your questions might be answered too. Get a free trial issue at unitymagazine.org. Welcome back to Everyday Attraction with Ray Zander. Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity.fm. I am your feel-good sister, Ray. And this is Heather. I'm so glad that felt so good. <laughs> we are here with Heather <laughs> Heather McKay Novak, who is a wonderful co-host of our show. And I'm so happy that she's here to kind of bring us through what we're talking about today in a conversational style, an easy breezy conversational style about vibrational currency and unraveling belief systems. And, you know, what I love about beliefs is like, well, I don't know what beliefs I have. Well, yeah, you do. What's showing up? (laughs) It's like the physical never lies. It's so beautiful. It's funny. We were uh, yesterday, I took my kids and a friend out to breakfast and we were talking about food and ordering and we don't eat that much. Sometimes my little one, she'll say something like, oh, I'm so hungry. I could eat so much right now. But then when she starts eating, she's like, oh, I can't really finish this. It's just common. So I said something about, I asked the waitress a question about, can we order two entrees and share it between four 
for people because, you know, the portion sizes are really big. And I had said something to my kids like, well, we don't have any big man here to eat all this food. And then I started laughing. My daughter started laughing because we're like, oh, we have this belief that big men eat more food. <laughs> like, isn't that interesting that we just make this stuff up, you know, or we make it up, but we also hear it over and over and over again. Society kind of ingrains us in certain ways, um, whether they be through parents, siblings, the TV, the billboards that we drive by, we're always, we're being fed information all day, every day. And so our body has to process all that information that comes in. And so some of it is really an awareness of what it is we're bringing in. Like, what are we ingesting thought-wise, right? What kind of thoughts are we ingesting? And do we want to allow that into our subconscious? Like, is that a belief that we want to believe? Because there's a lot of beliefs that are serving us right? Like, I love to believe that the universe is always supporting me, that I am love and light, that I'm co-creating with source. Like, I wouldn't want to change those beliefs. But there's also a lot of beliefs I would want to change. So it's really important for us to kind of just check in and notice what are some of those beliefs that are um, prevalent. Exactly. And I think one of the ones that we heard in that segment in the first half of the show was how dare I? Who am I to make money doing what I love? Who do I think I am that I could just, you know, four hour work week it, you know, who do I think I am that I don't have to be on the assembly line and grinding it out like the rest of us. And I think that that's a really prevalent one, because it can be super subtle. And how you know you have it if you're struggling to make a living, if you are not enjoying how money is flowing to you and through you, then there's just some tweaking. There's something that can happen because what we know and what Source has said over and over, ask and it is given and nothing is blocking what it is that we're wanting except us. That's really good news, bad news. It's good news because we can shift it. It's bad news because we're keep doing it. So it's an important thing to call attention to it. It's important. I don't want to, you know, overemphasize it. It's an opportunity to recast the fishing pole, to recast what we're fishing for and to really allow what it is that we're doing to unfold. So what are the stories that you're telling? What are the complaints that you're sharing? It's, it's really important to see the belief systems as Abraham has demystified, thank you, is that just the thoughts that we keep thinking, they're just the things we keep saying. And so to unravel a belief system is really to shift your attention, to call it out, to recognize it, to see the emotions that that belief system exudes. Like Heather was talking about, see where it is on the emotional scale, but you can't have a vacuum. You can't just shut your head off. You have to introduce what it is that you are thinking about. And sometimes it you can't just go from zero to 60 you know, in 10 seconds, you have to kind of move through and gather evidence for, wow, you know, I do see that I don't have to, as you mentioned before, and how Abraham will talk about in this next segment, I don't have to allocate air. It just comes. It's always available to me. It's forever flowing and I don't have to manage it. And what if I were to think about oxygen and money and prosperity? Or what if I were to think about oxygen and relationships as being that easy and plentiful and available? What would that feel like? And use the opportunity of our imagination and to work on the vibrational level and start to have fun with recasting. I get kind of excited. Like, what would it feel like if, you know, it would be the less I work, the more that I make. What would that feel like? And it is fun to start to play with unraveling the belief systems rather than making it a chore or a job 
Oh, yeah. Everything has to be fun. Like, why bother doing it if it's not fun, right? So that's that's such a true statement. And, and that piece that they said at the beginning about how dare I, I love that because so many of us really believe that we have to deserve things. Like one of the words, deserve, you know, do I deserve that or um, shall I allow myself to have that? It's It's like we put these imaginary walls or rules or expectations around ourselves that we have to prove something in order to receive something or we have to do something in order to receive something. And one of my favorite things that I've learned is that just because we're here, we chose to be here in a body, which is really pretty magnificent, right? It's magical that we manifested these amazing bodies that we're in. Like that's that's enough. Like it's our birthright to have anything we desire. We don't have to do anything to deserve something. And so I love just that freedom, right? That freedom and that flow to just receive and to be, to be in the essence of all that we are wanting and to allow, allow it in. Amen, sister. I love that. It is that, that realization where we're really kind of looking for relief, we're looking for that, oh, more room, more opportunity, more functional uh, ways that I can be in the world. There's not one way or the highway. I mean, we just can get so constrictive in how things have to happen. We are living in a magical universe. And it is also, it's not a chaotic universe. It is a universe that is based on vibrational organization. And, and we can bank on the fact that this is how it works. This is how gravity works. And this is how vibrational currency works. And if I can dream it and I can feel it on the vibrational scale and I can do that long enough, it will manifest on the physical. And we, many of us who are listening to this, we know this, we have worked on this, but we've sort of allowed it to be okay, like for parking places and for certain things that we manifest. But I think we can up our vibrational currency and we can start to say, how dare I, because I am that which I speak of. I am that source energy. There is such a small portion of me that is in this physical. We talked about this on last week's show where we talked about death and transitioning. There's such a small part of us that is moving in and out of these bodies. And when we claim that larger perspective, when we claim that broader eternal perspective, we have so much more room to engage in the magic and the sort of the vibrational understanding and the, I want to say, the organized, intentional universe that we live in. And we can play with these intentions and watch them manifest with great anticipation. Um, Let's go back to this recent workshop that we have a, a beautiful woman who is moving out of a corporate job and she's gotten to that point where she's moved to the country and she's got all her stuff lined up, but for but the money isn't flowing. So let's go back and listen more as Abraham um, helps her unfold those beliefs and get more into what it is that she's wanting to manifest. Does prosperity come from? Well, we'll ask some other questions. Who owns the rights to the air you breathe? No one and everyone. Corporations, governments, religions, anybody metering that out to you? No. So you don't pay for that. You don't have to sacrifice something. You don't have to give up television in order to breathe. You don't have to give up anything. In other words, it's just equal opportunity. You just go out. And when you're running, you utilize more of it. When you're sleeping, you utilize less of it. But you're pretty much in charge of how much you breathe in and out and breathe in and out and breathe in and out of that. 
and the vibrational currency is the same. But most of you have witnessed so many things that seem to be institutions and governments and businesses that seem to be with their hands on the levers of how much is allowed to flow to you, that you've got a distorted view of it. You don't realize that the vibrational currency is just like the air that you breathe, that it's there for everyone and that it's an equal opportunity offering and that the only lever that pinches it off or lets it in, you hold in your hands. And so when you look at it that way, then doesn't it seem like as much prosperity as you want should flow and it should flow wherever you are and however you want it to? I feel like I'm not ready. I want to be ready, but I feel like... Well, if you're not ready, it's because you're looking too close at what you've come to believe in terms of manifestation, and you're not stepping back far enough into the broader atmosphere of how it really happens. That's why we brought you back to the air. In other words, we know for sure that you understand that you have equal right to as much air as you want to breathe. Don't you believe that? I do. Do you believe that? It would be ridiculous not to believe that. Let's put it to you that way. Of course you believe that. Of course you believe that. And so why does prosperity or money or currency have to be any different from that? Only because you've picked up thoughts along your physical trail that other people have wanted you to believe. Somebody said to you, you can't have that. You can't have that unless I give it to you. And I won't give it to you unless you do this. I feel like I need time to let that fade and let the new message come in. I don't feel like it just happened. We think so too. But if it didn't just happen, it's because even while we're talking to you, the other beliefs are still dominant. And the only reason the other beliefs are still dominant is because you're still thinking them, even though we are offering all kinds of antics to distract you from them. So you can't think that and think this at the same time. So as you start focusing upon the freedom that you have and you don't feel guilty about the freedom that you have. So do you believe that in this price that you pay for really good paying jobs, do you believe that high education is required? No. Do you have a high education? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you must have believed it at some point. So you got an education so that you could justify what came to you. I enjoyed it. Studying. Well, we are very happy that you enjoyed it. And we're not trying to talk you out of it at all. But we are just wanting to point out to you how you have deliberately set yourself up to answer the influence of the peanut gallery, and we're not being disrespectful of them, who do often speak of their requirements of you in order to yield to you. And we just want you to celebrate with us that they don't have their hands on the lever of the air of the universe. Ooh, that feels good. Oh, we have we have a belief in so many levers, don't we, that somebody is holding are good. Yes. I mean, isn't that true? I just imagine how different the planet would be if we all understood that nobody holds back our good. Can you imagine the fighting that would 
no longer be necessary. <laughs> the, you know, the pushing and the pulling and, you know, it's, it's such a radical belief and it is, I know, radical. And I love that we have this radical knowing, but it's so fun to think about you know, this understanding of how we have played the game. We've all heard the rules and played the games and believed that there are others who control our good and are holding back what it is that we're asking for. And we have to jump uh, through their hoops. And it's so nice to know that we can shift our own beliefs and not have to worry about trying to change the lovers of others. I think that's where sometimes I get frustrated with myself. I, I did it on Saturday. We spent the day with these friends and had an amazing day. And the woman just kept talking about all these things where she holds back, you know, and so this guy cut in line in front of us. Well, actually, he ended up going right behind us and he cut out like 100 people and she couldn't let it go. So I was just I was just realizing that I was frustrated that she was so frustrated. <laughs> so I was just like, it's okay, let it go, let it go. And then I'm like, I'm trying to get her to do something. I was like, who cares what she does? <laughs> so it was this conundrum, right? That I was realizing that she wasn't letting something go, but I was wanting her to. And then I was holding myself back in that desire for her to let something go. So <laughs> it's really, we have to really catch ourselves and know that we control our lovers, not anybody else's. Nobody else is controlling our lovers and vice versa. So if we could just focus on us and stay in our lane and we just knew that we were in control of our own joy and our own beliefs and our own thoughts and our own vibration, you know, that is, it's so simple and it's so easy and that's all we really have to know. So true. And and really, they gave us the key to the kingdom right there. They said, focus on the freedom, focus on the freedom that you have, and certainly don't feel guilty about the freedom that you have. Because you're right, we do have this feeling like, well, if I do this, and everyone sees me tripping the light, fantastic, then I'm going to feel bad, or I'm going to have to hide my light, or I'm going to feel guilty about how easy things come to me. We just have to stop that nonsense and know that everyone is on their perfect path. They're exactly where they need to be. They're unfolding their divine beings. And, and we're not here to teach uh, the world. We're here to be ourselves. And if people ask for something, and we're certainly available to share what we know, but we're so much more powerful by our example. We're so much more powerful by just living our life in this freedom stance and unraveling our belief systems in the way that we conduct ourselves much more powerful than than trying to teach certainly. And, you know, I love just sort of admitting that I've played the game. I have bought that, the constraint, but I'm I'm aware now and I'm open now and now I'm focusing on freedom and I'm focusing on the experience of how plentiful oxygen is and I'm equating that experience of plentiful to prosperity, to relationships, to health and well-being. I'm I'm taking what I know when I feel the plentifulness of oxygen and the dependability of breath, and I'm transferring that to all those other areas of my life that might have some sticky beliefs, you know, and why should prosperity be different than the air that we breathe? And 
I think I shared in a couple of shows ago that what broke my world open so much was was listening to one of my other favorite channels, Frank, and the communion of light when he said all income is passive and we make up stories as to how it comes to us. And that just pissed me off initially. I was like, what do you mean passive? <laughs> I'm as active as they get. But it was such a relief to know that source is behind all and there is no one holding back from us. Oh, it's so powerful. Yeah. And there's that ability to just settle in and slow down that we don't have to figure it out. We don't have to talk ourselves into or out of any of our beliefs. I mean, we have hundreds and thousands and I don't know how many thousands of beliefs in there. We don't have to address all of them right now. We can allow this to be our life's work. We can play with this. This can be interesting and fun and exciting, like you were saying. And we can just take our time because we are eternal and we are the majority of who we are is vibration. So there's there's nothing that is holding us back as far as time and space. We don't have to rush or run a sprint here. We're, we're in it for the long haul. This is a marathon. This is lifetimes of information. So I feel like sometimes just shifting one little thing can change the pattern of the future too, you know? So it's, it's really powerful, the impact that we make with one little shift. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting to just see the distortions that we have. Just go, oh, I really thought, you know, who's in the presidency or who's in the government really affects my level of happiness and my ability to get what I want or be all that I can be. Oh, isn't that interesting that I was, you know, looking at that as if who's in office or or what's happening on that level has some impact on my level of happiness. Isn't that interesting that I've been distorting that truth? And as you heard in that hot seat experience, she was saying, I'm not ready for this. I'm not I don't think I'm ready for this. And even that is okay. It's like, all right, well, if you're not ready for the specifics of that, that currency is as available as oxygen, then step back and get more general, get more general, be easy about it, call attention to that which is comfortable. Because what's so fun about shifting beliefs is it's about feeling relief and comfortable and relief and comfortable until we have so much focus on the relief and comfort level that the belief you can't even remember what it was. It just isn't available to you anymore. You know, it, it just sort of slips away into the night. And, uh, and I think that, like you said, we can really use this as a, a relaxing way to become more and more of who we are. There's no urgency here because as we always say, we never get it done. We never get it wrong because we never get it done. And everything that you're meaning to shift right now is in perfect time. You weren't meant to shift this five years ago. So let go of, oh, I should have, you know, I'm at this age or I've been studying Abraham for 10 years or I've been in unity for 25 years. I should have this done. Well, this is, this is really subtle transitioning and you may have let go of a part of this belief 10 years ago but now you're fine-tuning there's more to let go of so there is kind of a relaxing factor where you're in the right place you're in the right time for this to happen and you have the right tools you're never going to be in the dark about what it is you need to do in the moment and it's not like a college degree as abraham says it's not going to be done and done it's not going to be one and done, as we like to say in sales. It's never like that. So relax with it. Start to play with it. But 
really see where is it that I'm, you know, that I'm, I've got distortion on where people are having control over me. Family members, bosses, governments, all of that is a distortion on the truth. Spouses, children. (laughs) (laughs) Just to name a few. (laughs) I just went to see that movie book club yesterday. Oh my gosh, I loved it. It, It's that new movie with Jane Fonda and Mary Steenburgen and Candace Bergen. And one of the characters um, has two adult children who keep telling the mom what to do and she keeps doing what they tell her to do you know it's like she changes her whole life because her kids want her to move here and do this and do that and this man of intrigue says you know I know I don't know you that well because they just start went first date or something like that but it's like they're adults they're, they're you know they're in their 30s they, they're married with children like why are you treating them like they are ruling your life still like they're five you know like oh I can't go out tonight I have a five-year-old at home you know <laughs> and I just got, I laughed so hard because sometimes we see ourselves in a role and then we stay in that role, but things change, right? Our kids get older, they move out of the house, but we still see ourselves as that same person and with the same set of beliefs and patterns. And so we have to learn how to roll with the punches and, and move with the, the the waves of life. And we have to stay relevant, stay updated. So I always think about us as, as humans, kind of like technology on my cell phone, they send me updates software updates to fix the bugs and bring things present and new. And I have to do software updates as I age and change and life changes around me. (laughs) I love that. And and it really is fun to start to realize, you know, the prison of our own minds, the prison of our own roles that we've put ourselves into. And, and again, it's not an overnight fix. It's not something that just suddenly it's over. It is an unfolding where, wow, I have more freedom. I have more freedom here than I ever imagined. And, and it's not wrong what has gone on before. I mean, I think this woman in the hot seat is such a perfect example. It wasn't like her corporate job was wrong or that it was bad or that she was, you know, being stifled. It was the right thing at the right place. And she was there. And now she's on to this new thing. And it's perfect that she moved to the country and the money isn't flowing right away because she brought with her the belief of sacrifice. She brought with her the corporate game that I give you eight hours of my life and I struggle and I push and you give me a paycheck. So it's of course it's perfect that she's in the country now and that that's the next natural step to unravel it. You know, and I think there is this exciting position that we can take with Abraham and and the beautiful understanding of our inner being and our our broader knowing is that we're always in the right time and the right place to let something go. There is an opportunity for us to reinvent ourselves in sort of micro ways and not macro, like I'm going to shift hugely, but it is, you know, tiny increments begin to have that butterfly effect where we suddenly turn around and we go, wow, I don't even recognize my life five years ago or two years ago. And that is part of what, you know, we've come here to do is to continue to evolve and express and see what more, what more, what more wants to unfold. And uh, we're always in the right time to do that. So we've actually come to the end of our hour and we so appreciate we're back to a longer form content. So we hope that you heard something this hour that will stay with you in the weeks to come and be a seed within you that will blossom and knowing that your high being, your true self, your God self 
is right there with you, whispering, go here, go there. You'll never not know what to do in the moment as you move toward the feel-good flow. Thank you, Miss Heather, for being on the show with us today. I always love, love, love to sit in the vibrational porch with you and chat. Ah, and have our lemonade as we sit here. It's so great to connect with you, Ray, and all of our amazing listeners out there on Everyday Attraction. It's just this like magical time and way to be together. So thank you so much. Be sure and check out our website at everydayattraction.com. And if you feel the call for a channeling session, be sure to check out Heather. She is again at Heather at 180 being dot com and I am offering a half price for um, channeling sessions to all of our listeners because we, I love them. <laughs> Thank you so much, Heather. Awesome. And our email is everydayattraction at gmail.com. We love your comments and your thoughts. And if you do go to order some of the oils, let us know what you think. Lots of love, everyone. As we like to say at the end of every show, feel good, sisters and brothers. We'll see you next time. Feel good, sis. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.